Welcome to Overnight Success U, episode 14. Today in class, we have Brad Lee dropping bombs. And look, if you follow Brad, you know that you can expect unfiltered talk, authentic, and straight to the point real. Look, today you're going to hear topics ranging from sales, family, perspective on struggle, (laughs) and seriously, just a lot of fun throughout the episode. As always, I'm Mark Forster, aka Professor Doughboy, here to walk you through the curriculum. At OSU, we're here to help entrepreneurs from the beginning roots grow their mentors, mindset, and money through a better understanding of the journey, knowledge of the merchant industry, and how all of this applies to your business. All right. So, guys, today on Overnight Success University, Mark Forster here again, aka Professor Doughboy, and joining us in the classroom, we have the founder and CEO of Lightspeed VT, Brad Lee. Brad, how you doing, man? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So, you know, Lightspeed VT, it's a web-based training, right? And I know you've been really starting off, I guess, long ago um, in the automotive industry. How did you kind of lean towards going towards this type of software and this type of vertical? Like, what was the need that you were seeing when you were in the the day-to-day sales? What was the need I was seeing for Lightspeed? Yeah, like where did the whole concept come from? Was it a particular day or was it just... No, it, it, became, it became necessary to do my business. I had, I had started a training company so I could teach people how to close and sell and persuade and increase their revenue. And uh, I was out on the road in hotels spending days um, at different companies and realized that it's not effective to train people manually. It's just not effective. It's not scalable. Like you have to, if you want to train someone on your sales squad or on your team, your employees properly, keyword being properly, you have to do it on a regular basis. Training isn't something you did, it's something you do. Right. So you have to do it continually. And, and when, I, when I realized that, you know, the internet was just coming out and I thought, well, damn, dude, let's, let's figure out how to leverage this internet so I can train them over the internet. And so I kind of invented the need for my own purposes. And then I realized it worked so well that I, you know, went and got all the other trainers to use it and then switched my business model. So that's kind of where we are today. And, and, you know, it comes full circle because now, you know, everybody's wanting content again. Yeah. So, so now, now technically, you know, I'm, I'm creating courses for closing and persuasion and I'm doing masterminds and things like that. When, in, when that's how it originated. Yeah. I mean, you're all over the place now. (laughs) Like no one can miss you. You know, I mean, the daily content, the daily videos, all of that stuff. It's no matter how funny one might be, no matter how sales oriented one might be. I think it does resonate with so many different people, so many different entrepreneurs, wherever they are in their stage. Um, So I'm loving the, the daily content. And I actually found Lightspeed through some of the stuff I was doing on the Cardone University. Um, but you're absolutely right. Like the interaction, the role play situations, the testing, all of that is so critical for people in a sales organization, really at any level. Um, so it's been pretty monumental in terms of my experience for sure. Um, 
And I actually wanted to ask a real quick question too, and I'm not sure if maybe they correlate or not, but you know, I hear a lot of you speaking and a lot of you talking about, um, you know, when you were at that dealership, um, you actually leaned on someone who was kind of struggling with sales. Um, and I think he was washing or doing something like that. Um, and you realized he could be making a lot more money. What, what kind of enticed you to, to reach out to him and to help him and to allow him to kind of get away from the back and more towards the front end of the store and selling? Well, I just liked the kid and, uh, you know, knew he could do better than he thought he could do. Like, again, if I believe in you more than you believe in yourself, we got a problem. So ultimately I knew he could do it. I mean, and I knew I could show him how, and when he started making all that money and, you know, had a better life because of it, you know, I, it kind of, I kind of felt, felt, uh, um, selfish. Like, I'm like, damn, dude, that feel like it makes you feel good when you can like snap your fingers and, and, and get people cash. Like, like, you know, a lot of people are in need of cash and I, you know, when they're at Burger King or landscaping or something with zero commission attached to it, you don't get paid very much. See what I'm saying? So it's like, the dude was not making commission. It's not like he was making commission and I can snap my fingers and, 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 and double his pay, which again, I didn't know I could back then, but I could do that too. But I was talking about, man, this guy's making minimum wage or an hourly wage with no commission. Let me move him up here. Give him an opportunity. I mean, people were coming in to buy things. It wasn't like, you know, we were, we were talking people into things they didn't want. So at the end of the day, you know, I just knew I could help him. So when I helped him, it was like, cool. And I thought, man, I could, do this full time, help a lot of people. And then I started doing it, but manually. And that's when it didn't work. And I couldn't figure out how I was successful before, but now I can't when it's my own business. So I'd start to do research. Well, there's four ingredients, good content, repetition, practice, and accountability. When I went out on the road, I had inadvertently stopped doing repetition. I stopped having the ability to hold people accountable. And I, and I stopped practicing and role playing. So all they got was good content. Well, that's not training. That's exposure. Like they got exposed to some good stuff that that's not training. Real training takes repetition, real training. You do it all the time, every week, weekend, week out. You are training. You train your employees. If you want top notch employees, you, do you think, guess which one sounds better? Uh, you know, trained people or untrained people. Yeah. Trained. Yeah. So how do you train your people? And then when, 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 when people start looking at their training processes, they believe they're training when in fact they're not, they're just exposing people. Yeah. So fortunately the product was built well. I found, uh, who's my partner now, a guy that could build it successfully and his team and, you know, ended up making a deal and boom, here we are today doing millions of bucks and everybody's happy and the world's changing. <laughs> yeah. Now, what was it like? Cause I'm sure it was obviously, a place in the market that, well, at least from my perspective, it wasn't like when you first started, people were just demanding this thing. Like, what was that like trying to create the demand and, and going out and, and really just making the footprint for yourself? But what was it like? Um, you know, looking back a bitch, but yeah. you know, while I was doing it, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have yeah, I mean, it's fun, dude, knocking on doors, meeting new people, more hands you shake, more money you make. I knew the principles. I knew you, you can't be scared when you know the principles. Right. So you can't be afraid 
if you know what's in the room. You know what I'm saying? The reason why people are afraid of dark rooms because they don't know what's in there. Turn the light on, see what's in there. You're not afraid anymore. Yeah. So, so guess what? I'm not afraid to take risk. Why? I know that the consequences are not that grave. Everybody thinks they are. They're not. You know, I was broke when I started. Okay. What's the worst that can happen? I end up broke. It's where I fucking started. Now, see, I, I, I just thought to myself, man, I, I did this whole thing without saying one cuss word. And then I just had the, that, that F-bomb emotionally came out. I wanted to do the whole thing with zero cussing. I think I'm going to start becoming a non-cusser. Come on, man. Yep. Yep. And if, any, if anyone don't like it, they can blow me. <laughs> you know why? Because I don't need to cuss. Your listeners are not better off because I said the fuck word. Right. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to ponder this. I'm not going to fully commit because I always do what I say. So I better not actually commit. Let me just, let me just think about it, but I, but I'm considering it. Love that. I love that. Is there, it's funny before, maybe like two days ago, I don't know when you put the post out, but um, you know, speaking of the cussing and then all of that, you did this post on Instagram. It was a little clip, you and Ed, uh, Ed Milet, you guys were sitting down and chatting and um, you know, he was talking to you about something he was struggling with and now that you kind of you know the cuss word or everything like that i don't know if that's a struggle but are there things today that sometimes you kind of still go through in terms of a struggle that you know might resonate with someone who's either just starting out or someone who's trying to scale to a different level absolutely dude like i'm broke at another level you know i'm i'm, I'm the same as everybody else yeah like, you know, I have more resources and more toys, but it's the same as someone, you know, like, like someone that has five cars is the same as someone that has one car. Okay. They're just, they just got more cars to choose from. You know what I'm saying? I hear that. So what's the difference? Like, what's the difference between me and anybody else? Time. I'm already there. You're still on your way. So 20 years from now, I will not be being asked what happened. You guys will be, will be being asked what happened. You know what I'm saying? But it's funny that you, that you see some people trying to be gurus and experts when they're not, which is, that's the funny part. Cause like you, you'll see someone telling me how to build a social media following when they got like 238 followers yeah. and they, and they literally are trying to build a course on here's how you do social media. And I'm thinking to myself, <clears throat> damn you're trying to teach me how to get followers and you have none yeah it's almost like they're not using their own product no it's like dude you're not an expert stop acting like you are you know that's like me trying to you know teach people how to parent children when my children are drug addicts and in jail like dude don't i i, I don't know how to parent children apparently so and by the way just for the record my, my kids are not in jail. Like I accidentally, I got, I got blessed with good kids cause they should be in jail. They should be with my ill responsible ass, but no, they, they turned out pretty good. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm impressed with that, but ultimately I use that as an analogy because you can't claim you're, you're expert at something when you're not like you, you shouldn't do that. That's what makes people delay their success. Because if you just keep it real, hey, I'm not an expert at social media. Well, then don't try to make a course on it. I'm not an expert at sales. Well, then don't try to make a course on it. 
then what happens is you end up finding what you are good at. Because if you keep faking that you're good at one thing, you'll never find out what you're good at. Yeah. And when so I, I, would tell, I would tell new entrepreneurs, you know, listen to the data, make sure you're paying attention to the signals and the words and the feedback. <clears throat> and then, you know, don't fake the funk, man. And, and don't worry about pain and suffering, okay? It's part of the, it's part of the deal. I love that. Huh? I said I love that. Well, it's part of the deal, bro. Just like a relationship, dude. You know, you're going to go through life and you're going to, you know, maybe be lucky and have one person your whole life. Then realize you weren't lucky because you had one person. <laughs> you actually got screwed. Okay. You could have had 50, but you're lucky to find one that you would be willing to sacrifice your entire life for. That's for sure. But at the end of the day, we make mistakes. We run into problems. We spend too much money. We spend too much time. We focus too hard. We focus too little. You know, it's nothing's going to change. If you're a perfect individual, then, then I guess this won't apply to you. But for anybody else building a business, quit worrying and, and, and procrastinating because of the impending pain and suffering. Just power through it because it's not really pain and suffering. Once you're through it, you're like, shit, that was nothing. <laughs> Someone told me he did 12 months in jail. That was his excuse. I said, dude, I've been drunk longer than that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's not, it's not that big a thing. Trust me. Yeah. So, stay in a – not that it's on topic, but I know you, you mentioned kids. Um, how has that been like an impact to not only life but to your success and, and where you're at? You know, coming from someone – my wife's expecting our first child in a, a few weeks here. Like, how did that change everything for you? Well, I mean, again, nobody wants to say it, but quite frankly, kids are expensive and they're a pain in the ass and they're, and they're a lot of responsibility. So I think whenever you have a child uh, and you're young, trying to start a business, I think it was either an accident or you should have waited. Now, the only reason I say that is because now that I'm older and I've raised kids, Obviously, I would not say I don't I wish my kids weren't here, but if I didn't have kids, all the money I've spent on kids, I could have blown, ended up dead because of it. Like you never know, by the way, just for the record, you never know. So never, ever regret anything in your life. And that's why, because if you regret anything or you wish like, hey, man, what would it have been like if I just didn't get married? You could be dead. Maybe you didn't get married. So your buddy called you up and said, hey, let's go to Cancun. There's a bunch of you know, parties going on. You jump on a plane to go to Cancun. You're single. You're ready to mingle. You go down to Cancun. All of a sudden, boom, cartel cut your head off. Well, if you'd have got married, you wouldn't have been in Cancun. You wouldn't have got your head cut off. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, now it's like, well, if I got married, now let's say you got divorced three years after you got married. Oh, I shouldn't have got married. No, no, my brother, you did exactly what you should have done more than likely to be where you are right now in, in, in time and space. So don't worry about the past. I would say worry about the future, moving forward. The present day, you're going to be presented with opportunities every single day. You're going to be presented with choices and opportunities. Some people look at them as problems, okay, and pain. I look at them as opportunities, right? I look at them as 
you know, puzzles to where I wake up in the day, I'm looking for problems. I'm not running from problems. Most people avoid them. They don't want them. When they have them, they, they, you know, procrastinate. When I wake up, there's problems. I address the problems. Why? Because that's how you get rich. You solve a lot of problems for yourself and other people. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I was, um, I just read this book <clears throat> called um, The Untethered Soul. And then the same author, he wrote a book called The Surrender Experiment. And it literally talks about life is whatever is happening. It's, it's there to serve you. And it kind of went along with not only what you you know, you speak a lot about your morning gratitude. And as soon as you wake up, just being that thankful person to be able to seize another day. When did, the, was that a habit that you've always had? When did that really start taking in effect? Well, I think I've, already, I've always had a positive mindset. I've always kind of looked on the bright side of things. However, um, probably around 35 or yeah, about 35 or 40 is kind of when I realized, damn, you know, I'm complaining about shit that I shouldn't be complaining about. And then you start taking a look around the world and you start realizing that if you threw all your problems in the middle of the table with all your friends, you'd be fighting to get yours back. You, you're not even aware of half the problems people are having. And, and then you're sitting there boo-hoo-hooing over yours. So I started to realize like, dude, I don't have problems. I don't have any problems. Like shit, dude, I'm blessed. Like, and that's the truth. Like, holy moly, I got my feet. I got my hearing. I got my sight. I got my fingers. All my limbs are there. I'm healthy. I don't have cancer. I can breathe. I don't have, a, I don't have breathing issues. I don't have mobility issues. I live in the United States of America. You know, that's pretty freaking blessed. So, so it's like, dude, what's stopping me? I'm worried and I'm bitching and I'm moaning and I'm complaining. No, dude, that's the wrong perspective. You're an entitled bitch and you need to change it. And that's when I woke up and said, you know what? I'm glad just to be alive. I'm glad that I just get another day. Holy moly, man. What if someone didn't get another day? Like tomorrow morning, if I gave you um, one more night to live and tomorrow morning at 5 a.m., you knew you'd be dead, right? And I said to you, hey, listen, don't worry. I'm going to give you $10 million to go out with a blast. You can do whatever you want. You're not, you're not excited. That money doesn't matter anymore. What matters at that point? If you knew you had 24 hours left, what would you be doing with it? Most people, first thing they think of is spending time with people that I love, right? Well, then why aren't you doing it today? Yeah. Well, because we need money. No, because you're planning for some future. You're working for some future and you're, and you're investing and prioritizing future wealth over family. Now, if your family's tight and strong, it'll weather that. See what I'm saying? I'm not saying you can't have both. I sacrifice a lot of family time all the time still. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, my family can weather that. I can weather that. It doesn't bother me. It's, a, it's just prioritizing. Yeah. Yeah. So if there's an entrepreneur out there, you know, grinding his ass off or her ass off working a hundred hours, you know, is your, is your, spouse and kids supportive are they in good hands are they doing well is it like is it a plan of yours well then keep keep going but if if you're putting 100 hours in at work and your and your family is is suffering because of it i'd just reevaluate your priorities is all yeah 
Yeah, because again, if you had 24 hours, your business wouldn't matter. Like for people that have kids, I always say this, if, if, if you had to lose the kids or the business, which would you pick? And they're always like, well, obviously the business. Okay, well then that means the kids are more important, right? Well, then why are you asking me what you should do? Like, dude, the kids are the most important thing to you. Tell the, you know, put the work down at 6 p.m. so you can put them to bed. I mean, you know, it, it's going to be there tomorrow. Everybody, everybody says you got to grind, you got to grind, you got to grind, you got to grind. You don't have to fucking grind. You put in more time, you're going to get, you're going to get more ahead, especially if you're putting in time effectively. A lot of people put in time and it's worthless time. And I'm a victim of that myself. Yeah. Now, again, I could look on the bright side of things, which I do, but like I come in on a Saturday, everyone's like, wow, man, you even work on Saturdays. Yeah, I work on Saturdays because I don't want to be home with, with uh, my kids screaming in my ear when I'm trying to write something. So I'll come into the office. Next thing you know, it's four or five o'clock and I haven't written anything. This phone call came in, that phone call, I'm checking social media, someone said something, a post here, post there. Let me think about this. Let me get creative. Hey, I got an idea. Next thing you know, dude, it's five o'clock. I didn't write shit. And still my kids didn't have me. So now what did I do? Okay, I, I, I chose productivity over my children and then was not productive. So now what did I do? Because you can't get that day back with your children. So I'm right now reading a book called Essentialism and I'm learning a lot and it's starting to piss me off because I realize, man, I've wasted a lot of time even beyond what I was aware of. Like I say yes to everything. I said yes to this damn podcast, dude. I know. Yeah. Why, dude? You've been doing it a month. I shouldn't be on this podcast. Like if someone doesn't have a shit ton of listeners, I shouldn't even be on it. But guess what? I don't think that way. I just say, sure, schedule something. You want to talk to me? I'll talk to you. Schedule something. And now everybody's schedule, 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 schedule. Now all of a sudden I'm like, my, my admin, Maria, what, what, what are you doing? Like, why am I back to back to back to back to back? She's like, you're giving out your, 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 you're saying yes, boss. I shouldn't be saying yes. Now that's the art. If you guys are young entrepreneurs starting a business, learn right now to be effective at what you say yes to. Don't say yes to everything. I think even Warren Buffett said, he got rich by saying no, not yes. He did say that. Yeah, so like, like uh, you know, he might have got rich because of the companies he didn't buy. Right. Anyway, I don't know everything, bro. That's I'm, still, I'm still trying to figure out how to get my wife to stop maxing out the credit cards every month. Yeah. Anybody can help me with that, reach out. No, I'm just joking. My <laughs> wife won't like that on the internet. Love it. So um, just to get to, to sales, for you, is there one most important step in the sales process, in your opinion? I think they're all important, but the, 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 the most important one is the first one. And you know what the first step in any sales process is? The greeting? Nope. That's what everybody else says. Yeah. That's what the old tomfoolery teaches us. You want to know what the real first step is? Yes, sir. Preparation. Okay. Your mindset your, your, your looks, your appearance, your breath, your hair, your office, your knowledge, your attitude, your perspective, everything. That's the first step. And most people miss that one completely. And that's why they blow the second one, which is the introduction. And then if you blow the introduction, you can't get to the fact finding very well because, which is gathering Intel because 
you didn't do the first, you know, you didn't do the introduction correctly. So now their guards are up and they're not giving you free flow of information. So literally the first step is most important. Why? Because if you screw up the first step, the second step's harder and it gets harder thereafter. Yeah. And then in terms of any tips, so someone may be prospecting a specific vertical or a specific client. What tip would you give somebody if they're trying to go after a whale, maybe for the first time? Like how would you start building relationships with these bigger contracts that obviously will maybe be the same amount of time, but it's going to pay out more at the end. I'd identify who the decision maker is. And then I'd begin to build a relationship with that decision maker. And if they have a gatekeeper, I'd build the relationship with the gatekeeper in order to build a relationship with the decision maker. Because if they can't make a decision, I wouldn't mess with them at all. Now, a lot of times people will say, you, you, you get these guys convinced, they'll go get to the decision maker. I'm assuming you can get to the decision maker. There's again, techniques of like, you, you can't get to the decision maker. Well then yeah, you gotta get your way in through other, other ways. But the tip is always talk to the decision maker, okay, when possible. And when you do talk to the decision maker, be more interested in helping the decision maker than them buying anything from you. Like if, like if you were the decision maker and I wanted to sell you my software, okay, first thing I wanna know is how do I help Mark? Mark, how do, you know, and again, asking me how you can help me is actually not helping me. You know, doing some research on your own, being creative, uh, coming in with a strong product or a strong service, giving it to me for free, you know, um, if you're so sure, um, uh, you know, help me first build that relationship. People, most people are too afraid to, cause guess what? Well, what if they don't buy anything from me? So I don't even think that way. Like you're going to buy my product or service, especially if I'm in there targeting you, you know, there's no reason why you don't need my product or service. So I would say the tip is to build relationships and worry about the sale second. And that's a long-term play. If it's a short term, like you got to pay rent you're looking to close people. Like I need money. I don't give a shit about friendship right now. There's a lot of, a lot of people are in that zone. Well, then the tip is to talk to the decision maker and learn how to close and, and, and realize that, you know, you don't need to be liked to make a sale. Right. Too many salespeople, you know, have a strong need to be liked and you know, they, they, they allow that to, justify not closing a deal yeah i think you're right there naturally because of because of that because of the judgment and and i don't know ridicule if you say that but i love that it is it is, it is. It's, it's it's judgment from other people it's opinions of other people which are irrelevant like dude if i gotta pay rent i gotta go close somebody I'm still going to, I'm personally still going to go after the relationship. Why? Cause I don't just want to close somebody. I want to build a relationship so I can close them on a lot of things. So, so I will instinctually, instinctively and naturally build a relationship at the same time. But I'd also be more, more interested in, you know, how do we, how do we do some business? Like Mark, tell me where you're at, what's going on. What are your problems? What are your pains? I, you know, hopefully I have a relationship built enough to find that out. Because once I can find out your problems and your pain and or your goals and your dreams, I'm going to align it with my product or service and match it. If it doesn't match, I'm going to move on down the road. But because again, I'm not going to beg a vegan to eat a steak. Right. Okay. Right. So again, if you're vegan and I'm selling steak, dude, oh, you're vegan. Okay. You know, what if he was lying? 
you know, talk the vegan into eating meat again. No, 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 no. Move down the road. Move on. Like, go find somebody else. That's a good tip. Well, look, Brad, I always appreciate you being the real Bradley. I know you're short on time. I want to just ask one last question. Um, all this has been awesome, by the way. But where you're at, so where I'm at is clearly a different place, right? We're all at different places. And like I mentioned, the early entrepreneur or the person trying to make a move and a transition, you know, you find them leaning on coaches or, or different people right now. Where you're at, you still find yourself, you know, trying to connect with others and lean on other people for advice. Um, how do you guys, how do you go about that where you're at? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I look at books, you know, I seek books, podcasts. Um, I have a small circle of friends and people that I might run things by. Um, but I just seek knowledge on a daily basis. And so usually when you're constantly consuming new information, you're, you're constantly changing your beliefs and you're evolving and you're changing your behavior. And if you think about it, you know, if, if, if you want to change what you're getting, you have to change what you're doing, right? And in order to change what you're doing, you have to change what you believe. That's how you change someone's behavior is you change their beliefs. So literally by seeking new information on a regular basis, I have a lot of information that I, that I, that I accumulate. And then I've also got a close circle of, you know, high level friends that I can run things by if I need to only because of the position. I mean, my platform, we host Tony Robbins, Zig Ziglar, Tom Hopkins, John Maxwell, Grant Cardone. I mean, the list goes on Damon, John world series of poker, the UFC and the people behind running these things. And so thankfully my platform, my technology helps a lot of really smart people. And, and I get to talk to most of them. I, I can text them and stuff. Why? Well, because they're my client, we do business together. So it's almost like, you know, you go make a movie with, with, uh, you know, Brad Pitt, I'll bet you anything. If you're a cool dude after that movie, you're friends, right? Yeah. So I get to talk to a lot of experts, man. So I'm, I'm in a lucky spot. Very lucky spot. Well, look, I appreciate your time today for sure. Um, I'll put all the information, uh, that, that where they can find you in the show notes, show notes at the bottom. Um, but yeah, man, Brad, I appreciate you being on here. I appreciate you listening and, and coming on as well. Um, so until next time, guys, class dismissed. Thanks for listening to Overnight Success You with Mark Forster, a.k.a. Professor Doughboy. If you like our show, go ahead, leave us a review on iTunes, and be sure to follow me on Instagram at the Mark Forster for daily content and insight into the day-to-day journey. There, you can also find resources I've provided for access to the OSU community, along with the opportunity to schedule time on my calendar to talk further and go more in depth as to what challenges you're facing in business and life. Until next week, class dismissed.